Welcome everyone to the final episode of the Southern Spectre podcast. It is in fact the end of an era. And we, myself, the Southern Spectre, and Lexi, the Southern Skeptic, are here to bring you the best front row seats in any front row ever. Uh, so, <laughs> I agree. Um, Way you to know, hype us up. I love it. I, I know, right? Um, so, with that being said, just to touch on a few things, you know, I, I made the comment last episode that life um, does get in the way. And with that being said, I'm going to give you a rundown of what just recently occurred as the past week has happened. Now, this took place. We're going to start, say, the Friday, Friday before Memorial Day. And just to give you a couple of things to break down, uh, we went to the beach with some friends. Um, J and B, you know, thank y'all for inviting us. Um, We we had a great time. Uh, Normally, I don't drink too heavily, especially beer, um, but I decided to um, imbibe a little bit. the beer I was drinking was natural light. Apparently, this was mistake what? number one. Yeah, I don't never tried it, but they had these things called Natter Days, uh, which was <laughs> the flavor was red, white, and berry lemonade. It they had a good taste to it. it. Actually, tasted fairly good. The problem of this is that it had uh, it, it was I, the way I look at it, it was a lot of filler in there because it had zero. It was like four point some odd percent alcohol so very little alcohol well the problem with that is that if not enough alcohol you can drink quite a bit of them and so i did um (laughs) this in turn caused my feet to swell oh no um yes uh you get for drinking natty light man i I I agree pegged you for a natty light man but i i've never learned your lesson that was the first and last time ever drinking last time okay um, yes, I did learn my lesson uh, because I actually drank about eight of them Friday night and I oh, had Molly. zero, nothing, nothing going on. Zero, nothing, nada. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, uh, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. My feet started swelling up. Didn't really know that why that was, but I'm chalking it up to the beer. Uh, so much <laughs> beer. Um, okay. And of course, you know. I, you know, that caused me to be brought back home and put on some medicine. Um, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, so then let's see. Yes. Last week, uh, that happened. Uh, my wife, uh, hit a deer last week. Um, yep. And, uh, trying to think of what else. Uh, so we've been dealing with that. Not to mention the fact that you can't rent a freaking car, uh, in the state of South Carolina right now, because there's no cars to be rented. Same Uh, here. And the the other thing is that most body shops are telling us that it'll be end of July, first of August, <gasps> before my wife's car is fixed. Oh my gosh! So she's it's able to be repaired at least. I'm assuming. Yes, yes. Okay. So you can see the that what we're dealing with here. So oh, that's just things like that. That uh, oh, not to mention I broke my toe. <laughs> you broke your toe. Was this before or after the feet swelling incident? Uh, this was actually after we got back home. I broke my toe last Friday. I was barefoot on the phone with insurance referring to my wife's car. And uh, in our bedroom, I turned very sharply. And when I did, my the toe right beside my little toe snagged our cat's uh, like uh, scratching post and it's snapped not funny, it. It's but I'm just picturing it in my head. Sorry, go on. 
Yeah, it snapped pretty good, and now oh. it's black and it's it's just straight up black. It's not even black and blue anymore. It's just black. Yeah, and the toe, uh, bro. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not either. But goodness, you've had a heck of a week or a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Yeah, and see, this is what I was referring to. This is the type of stuff that gets in my way when trying to do a show. Yeah, it's things that this like this that are you know stopping me from doing this and. You know, I figure, you know, if my time's freed up and able to do it, then I won't have to worry about so much stuff. Because you know how things go uh, when, you know, you always take more than what you need. Right. You know, and I figure if I don't do the show, I'll my good luck will return. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your life will calm down. And I know why exactly. it's, you've had this run of bad luck. It's Timmy. No, it's not Timmy. Better not be no damn Timmy. Okay, uh, you've been conjuring up some mojo with the show, and I have no idea the fates or needs, whatever don't like it, and I don't know. The mojo can go go because uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't want it no mo. So you do not claim it; it's gone. No, it's gone. Uh, yeah, I, it, I'm like, do y'all ever take a break? Because I mean, it's like mo- ghosts in the machine, gremlins crawling around or doing something because they are meddling in somebody's. Uh, fate and fortune because i don't i don't approve of it at all right but goodness i hope things look up soon sounds like you just had a weird little run of bad luck not i'm telling you not anything super super horrific which is good that's a good thing but it's just a bunch of little things that are inconvenient that are you know annoying i hate that i hate that for you guys yeah, I hate it too. Um, but you know, on the on the other hand, you know, we were able to go to to Edisto Beach with some friends. Really enjoyed I that. Saw the TikToks; they were they were good. Yeah, thank you, thank you. They weren't my best, but they were, <laughs> you know. But they were. They, we we had a great time. We enjoyed going down there, awesome. and and uh, you know, we were right on the beachfront, and uh, you know, you couldn't beat that. Uh, but with that being said, you know, we. Uh, we went, we had a good time. We learned about some uh, ghost stories that uh, I have never heard before. And they actually had uh, a ghost story that they shared with me. And I hope they don't mind, but I'm going to share it uh, with you guys. And of course, uh, just I'm going to stick with what you guys told me. So uh, not to embellish anything a bit, but I'm going to tell you guys how it how that went down as well. Um, excited. And in case you don't know, there is a new breaking uh, news, I guess, in the Alex Murdaugh case, uh, in case oh, you in I case you know. haven't seen yet. Yes. Um, and we'll start with that. Um, so yeah. what's happening is they are actually exhuming Miss Gloria, Gloria Satterfield's uh, body. Oh, uh, the housekeeper. To, for, that is correct. The housekeeper that was at the house with Paul Murdaugh. Um, so, with that being said, they are trying to figure out, I guess they're digging deeper, uh, they're going to re-examine her body to see if there's anything else that they can uncover, which if they had did their job right the first time, this would <laughs> right? not be uh, a problem. And I hate it for uh, Miss Gloria Satterfield's, uh, Satterfield's family to uh, have a loved one um, exhumed from the grave uh, to be dug up like this. So, you can see... Uh, the extent of Alex Murdaugh's, uh, uh, I guess, grip, I guess you would want to call it, because, you know, it, it 
it, it affects a lot of people in a lot of different ways. He's behind bars now. It's still affecting people, and I'm sure it will continuously uh, continue to do so. So it's a sad day for their her family, but I do hope that justice is served. I hope they get some answers, regardless of what it is. I mean, if it truly was just a fall down the stairs or whatever, then that's what it was. But yes, maybe, maybe not. Um, I'm trying to actually pull up a article. So we have News 19 WLTX. Uh, it says former housekeeper for Alex Murdaugh to be exhumed by SLED. Uh, now, according to authorities, they say it could take weeks. Um they have received permission from the family members to exhume the body of jailed attorney Alex Murdoch's former housekeeper, whose family is among many now suing him. Uh, SLED, uh, South Carolina Law Enforcement Division spokesperson Renee Wonderlich. Uh, I apologize if I butchered that name, but uh, she announced later Friday that the agency would be allowed to remove the remains of Gloria Satterfield from her grave after working with the attorney of the Satterfield family. However, this isn't expected to be a simple operation, she said. This is a complex process that will take weeks, not days. Uh, She said that SLED had no further information to provide since the investigation is still underway. So with that being said, there's very little to nothing to go on with this, but we know what's happening. So uh, interesting chain of events nonetheless. Yeah, very much so. No, I hadn't seen anything about that. I don't know how I missed it. Yeah, um, one good thing, and uh, this was a conversation I was having with a friend of mine, but, uh, you know, we don't want to give people like Alex Murdaugh the spotlight, um, especially for too long, because I think it uh, draws um, too much attention, um, whether it's negative or, uh, you know, they say there's no such thing as bad publicity. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't, you know, make an announcement on the news and let's move on. Um, I don't want this to... Um, pain anybody or you know I, get, do your job and let's get to the bottom of what's yeah. going on here but I don't think people like him should be given the uh, time of day or ever see the light of day ever again right uh, that's my well, personal I'll, opinion I'll have to remember to keep up with that yeah I didn't I didn't even know that was a thing I don't know if it's maybe getting more coverage locally or if I just haven't been <laughs> watching the news I've been in my own little bubble but I'll be keeping up with that. That is interesting. Isn't it? Um, so I think I'm going to start off with my friend's story uh, to begin with uh, here because I think it was a good one. And I get chills when I, when I hear other people tell their ghost stories, I start to get chills. And that's a, that's oh, a good thing. You know, it's, it's the time where you start looking over your shoulder like is something behind me. Why are you looking over my shoulder? Um, I'm going to turn off the light. <laughs> so... Um, they are a couple, man and wife, and they uh, have two small children, and they uh, like to take family vacations to Edisto Island. And with that being said, they uh, apparently, I think they usually go twice a, twice a year, I think. And uh, I think it was just in the past few years, they actually took, uh, they actually were down there for a week for vacation uh, during Christmas. And, uh, of course, they did everything they needed to do uh, to make Santa come to town. Okay. And uh, apparently, uh, one of them said that the the feeling that they got was that when they brought the Christmas presents out and brought them into the home, that it kind of invoked 
something that was already there, but it was, they said it felt like a little boy. Uh Or to put it in her words, a nosy little fucker. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. She said he was very mischievous um, and that he, he was like, you know, like, you know, like he's he's a naughty little boy, you know, and he's just he's just there to cause havoc for them, you know. And she thought that really, and okay. yeah, and of course her husband didn't believe her. Um, now she kind of they rarely do. <laughs> well, she was kind of sensitive to all this, so uh, apparently at one point during the trip, uh, she had to leave the house for a little bit. Well, when she come back. Her husband was singing a different tune. Uh, yeah, I see what you've been seeing. And he said he saw the little boy actually run through the home. Uh-uh. Yeah. And, of course, you know, it's different. Luckily, you know, it, this is a vacation home. This isn't their home. Right. So, it's it, they just rented the place. They got there. And, you know, now this little, you know, child who has been probably naughty and mischievous and running around and... um apparently i don't care child or not anything that runs around in the attic is spooky um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said uh the husband said that he heard uh walking uh running through the attic uh they saw walking running uh saw like a figure running through uh the hallways uh heard him like in other rooms and they would go to check and of course nothing would be there um but yeah it was just their little bit of a ghost story that they had shared with us and uh i thought it was i thought it was pretty cool um now i'm like part of me is like well point out which house yeah, it was because i want to know now <laughs> exactly so, were they worried at all about anything coming home with them uh, i don't think so okay now are they yeah. the type to do they see see and experience stuff on a regular basis or was this a really out of the ordinary thing for them um well i'll put it this way i wouldn't say it's on a regular basis but they have seen their fair share of things over the years okay and, um, you know, hopefully one day I will be able to share the rest of their stories with you guys because I would love to do that. Um, they're a little bit microphone shy, which is not a problem. <laughs> right, um, some people yeah. can be, but um, I would I would love to be able to share their stories um, to have you guys uh, hear them as well and as detailed. And, and like they almost I know it's kind of weird, but it's. It's almost like a Quentin Tarantino, the way they tell their stories. And what I mean by that is like, they give you that money shot to begin with. Oh, Uh it's like that thing we saw running through the field that time. Whoa, 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 whoa. What thing running through the field? (laughs) Let's let's, back up a little bit. Let's start from the beginning. We're going to, yeah, let's Quentin Tarantino this. We're going to rewind. And uh, we're then, yeah, yeah, here's what happened. And then you get the build up, and then you, you know, but it's like it's laid out on, whoa, 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 you saw what? You saw what? Where? Doing how? Doing who? And what? And where? And it's just, it it gets me every time. Oh, wow. So it, it's very cool. And I, I, I admire <laughs> that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had, we, we enjoyed nice. our time with them, their visit. We had, we cooked a massive pot. Of uh, low country boil that you got to hear some of their stuff, and maybe they will share with you what place they rented. Yeah, I hope so. Um, What? Oh, you can't hear me. Oh, sorry, you cut out a little bit, and all I heard was pot. 
I'm like, oh, that's what you did this weekend. Okay. Cool. Uh, no, I was saying that we had uh, we well, cooked I can hear a you large. Now, but you cut out, and all I heard was pot. I'm like, wait, wait, what did you. I miss? <laughs> So low no, I was saying, boil, yeah, yeah, we cooked a large pot of low country boil uh, with about six pounds of shrimp, and uh, we had more than enough left over. Uh, we actually cooked uh, shrimp and grits the next morning, so um, it was all good. We enjoyed it. Oh, wow. Is that something that you could eat leftover, or is it like good one time? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's good. It, the best time is the first time, but you know, yeah. you can eat it leftover, but you have to store it properly. But it's only good for a matter of, you know, maybe I'd say three days at the most. Gotcha. Yeah, that sounds so. really good though. I've never, I never had that, but I've always wanted to make it or go somewhere where someone else made it. Did all it's, the hard work for me. Very easy to make, not hard at all, and uh, very delicious. They were they were quite pleased, and, and I enjoyed it. Awesome! That sounds really good. So the next story we have um, is another one that uh, is a local story to Edisto Beach that I had never heard before, and um, our friends shared it with us as well. And uh, I actually found. The a blog post about it, and it comes from vacationrick.blogspot.com. Um, now, this is Vacation Rick of Charleston, he goes by. Uh, this was blogged on Friday, October 10th of 2014. And I'm not quite sure if there's a title here to it or not, but it, this is what it says at the beginning. Now, barely a whisper in the wind with a ghost of a story, Eddingsville Beach was a haven of grandeur and extravagance. Now, I'm not going to read it in its entirety, but I am going to share with you guys um, a, a good meat of the story uh, so that I can tell uh, this ghost story to you guys. And I hope you all enjoy this. This is really good and um, one I had never actually heard of. So this one really impressed me. As the legend tells in the hazy cast of a summer's blood moon, when the ocean air is heavy with a salty mist, you just may see the glazed shadow of the moon's dim light dance its somber dance on the window panes of the once upon a time sea island planter's homes and all an oyster toss from Botany Bay along a stretch of deserted island sand. And if, and if you carefully listen to the tempestuous breeze passing over the sand and through the scattered relics washed ashore by the agitated surf, you possibly may hear the faint laughter and decadent chatter of the souls who passed the time here during the burdensome heat of the malarial months of mosquito-infested inland Edisto. But do not linger, for out of the translucent shadows you may unexpectedly be enlisted by an illusion. By I don't know this word. Be enlisted. Elusive? No, be, uh, be enlisted by an by an illusory illusory. Uh, it's like an illusion, but it's I L L U S O R Y. I don't know. Illusory illusory woman walking the beach mournfully searching. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, by an illusory woman walking the beach, mournfully searching for her husband, long past due from a distant land. Man, that was a mouthful. With the 18th century closing out in the 19th 
in the 19th beginning, Edisto planters were fast becoming the wealthiest plantation owners in the South due to Sea Island cotton. They built built beautiful mansions, bought townhouses in Charleston, and entertained lavishly. But in the summer months, their plantation paradises languished in summer's oppressive heat, besieged by swarms of mosquito and the dreaded country fever, also known as malaria. No. Wow. Yeah. While seeking relief on the barrier island beaches of the Atlantic, they discovered the cooling ocean breezes kept the scourge at bay. The little island was accessible only by water until around 1800, when Benjamin Eddings built a causeway from Edisto Island and began selling or leasing lots on the beach to local planter families. By 1820, the beachside resort of Eddingsville had grown to include 60 state 60 stately two-story brick houses wrapped in terraces with sweeping views adorned with gardens and serviced by carriage houses and slave quarters. Every May, the largest concentration of plantation noblesse between Charleston and Savannah would gather up their servants and furnishings, load them onto wagons and carts followed by horse-drawn carriages filled with their property progeny and make the trek over Edisto's hot sandy roads to their magical haven by the ocean. But between the Civil War and the fall of cotton due to the boll weevil, Eddingsville Beach had soon reached the height of its heyday and the beach soon lain dormant and empty. Near the end of the war in 1864, African-American poet and educator Charlotte Fortin visited the deserted resort and wrote this, quote, Early in June, before the summer heat had become unendurable, we made a pleasant excursion to Edisto Island. We left St. Helena Village in the morning, dined on one of the gunboats stationed near our island, and in the afternoon proceeded to Edisto in two rowboats. There were six of us, besides an officer and the boat's crews, who were armed with guns and cutlasses. There was no actual danger, but as we were going into the enemy's country, we thought it wisest to guard against surprises. After a delightful row, we reached the island near sunset, landing at a place called Eddingsville, which was a favorite summer resort with the aristocracy of Edisto. It has a fine beach several miles in length. Along the beach, there is a row of houses, which must once have been very desirable dwellings, but have now a desolate, dismantled look. The sailors explored the beach for some distance and returned, reporting, quote, All quiet, nobody to be seen. So we walked on, feeling quite safe, stopping here and there to gather the beautifully tiny shells which were buried deep in the sands. We took supper in a room of one of the deserted houses, using for seats some old bureau drawers turned edgewise. Afterward, we sat on the piazza, watching the lightning playing from a low black cloud over a sky flushed with sunset and listening to the merry songs of the sailors who occupied the next house. They had built a large fire, the cheerful glow of which shone through the windows, and we could see them dancing, evidently in great glee. Later, we had another walk on the beach. In the lovely moonlight, it was very quiet then. 
the deep stillness was broken only by the low musical murmur of the waves. The moon shone bright and clear over the deserted houses and gardens and gave them a still wilder and more desolate look. We went within doors for the night very unwillingly. End quote. The very same ocean that brought jubilant relief eventually brought absolute devastation. A series of hurricanes beginning in 1874 relentlessly eroded away the golden era existence of Eddingsville Beach. Finally, the hurricane of 1893 washed away all material affirmation of its splendor and extravagance, leaving only a tabby brick fireplace and broken trinkets. Mary Clark, who was the daughter of one of the wealthy planters who spent the hot summer months with the family at their waterfront home on Eddingsville Beach, had recently married her childhood sweetheart, a ship's captain, who also was a descendant of Sea Island planters. Four weeks after their wedding, the groom set sail for the West Indies. It was October, and most of the planter families were still in residence at their beach homes. Each evening, just before sunset, Mary walked down to the water's edge, stared out over the steadily building surf, and longed for the return of her husband. Two weeks had passed. The captain's ship was overdue. The smell of an approaching hurricane was in the air, but it was too late to leave the island. The causeway was already flooded. Mary knew in her heart the captain's ship may be involved. The hurricane hit and the house trembled and swayed. The structure started to buckle. Seawater washed into the house. It was a long night of terror for Mary and the others as they struggled to stay alive. The morning brought an eerie calm and a scene that would never be forgotten. Trees were lying everywhere. Some beach houses were moved off their foundations with porches, chimneys, or windows washed away. Through it all, Mary's concern for her husband never wavered. Looking in disbelief at the heavy pieces of furniture, chairs, and sofas strewn along the beach, she spotted a dark, lumpy form floating on the ocean's horizon. She watched as the form washed closer toward the shore and become more recognizable. It was the form of a man. A numbing chill ran down her spine. She ran into the water as the form got closer to her. She recognized the body of her husband with a shuddering cry. She plunged her trembling arms into the salty water. With tears streaming from her eyes, she drew his lifeless body to her heartbroken chest, and then it disappeared. Later, the heart-wrenching news arrived. Her husband's ship went down in the hurricane, and all on board were lost. Now it is said... On moonlit nights, a young woman can be seen desperately searching the beach and running into the waves to pull the form of a man onto the shore. In scene. Oh, wow. <laughs> man. It's always a I good love, one. I love that, though. I mean, I love yeah. the whole story, especially the part about the um, the houses and everything. That. That is really cool. And I was starting to think, are they still there? And I thought, no, they can't be. But Well, here's the thing. The the beach is still there. Uh, it's not as big as, it, as it's described in the story. Um, from what I'm understanding, you have to go through a gated community uh, known as Jeremy K to be okay. able to access that portion of the beach. Uh, 
And other than that, the only real way to access it is to, uh, if you drive down to Edisto Beach and you park at one of the beach access points and then walk, I guess that would be north. If you were to walk north uh, from on the beach, along the beach, uh, you would eventually arrive at Eddingsville Beach. Um, so that would quite that would take some time, but it, it is doable from what I'm understanding. So I'm kind of curious if any of those bricks okay. or uh, the mortar and the so you know the trinkets and there, stuff. But- yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting nonetheless because I had never heard of that story. You know, it sounds super familiar, and it's probably... Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. That story does sound super familiar, and maybe it's similar to another story on another beach, whether it be there or somewhere else. Of course, I'm thinking of Unsolved Mysteries, and it's not Polly's Island. It's not Gray Man. It was a different one, but kind of a similar story, but I don't know if that's the same one I'm thinking of. Well, I'll I be really honest like with you. Story. Yeah, I do too. That's the one that the gray man is what it re- reminded me of immediately as I heard it, though. Yeah, yeah, me too. And at first, I thought you were going to talk about gray man. I thought, but he's already talked about gray man. <laughs> he's already yeah. gone over gray man. Can't be gray man. Uh, that is, I really like that story. I, I have to. Um, it, it was really good. Um, and it kind of makes me want to go explore. Um, oh so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the next time I'm down that way, maybe I can walk the beach and, or maybe try and access it some kind of way to uh, get to Eddingsville Beach because uh, I would really like to be down there. I think it would be really cool. Whenever your uh, feet aren't swollen and your toes aren't broken. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> pretty much. Um, well, aside from that, I got a bigger question for you. Have you watched started watching season four of Stranger Things? <laughs> No, I have not watched season two or three of Stranger Things. Lexi, you got to do better. I know, I know. You know, I liked season one. I didn't love it. Like, I didn't wet my pants over it or anything. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But by the time season two came around, I guess I was over it. So I need to, what I really need to do is restart season one, watch season one again, and Mm -hmm. watch subsequent seasons. I agree. I would that would be great. And um I'll say this. This is one of those series and um each each season has its own little things that um that I don't necessarily agree with decisions characters make or why couldn't they have done it this way or so on and so forth. But one of the things that gets me is each season gets better. Each season gets really? so much better one after the other. Yes. And you will start to see different themes emerge from each season. You will get to see um, recurring themes throughout each season, um, things that happen. And um, I, I just think it's great. I think I think it was a great original idea. And it, from what I'm understanding, it was a lot like Star Wars, that the, the Duffer brothers, the guys who wrote it and directed it, they had this planned out. They wrote it all at one time. So they had plans oh, for wow. everything that's happening now from the get-go. And I absolutely adore it. It, 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 it really is that great. That's cool. So they're not like trying to come up with ideas. Oh, well, we got picked up for another season by Netflix. We have to come up with something. They already have a story. We're right. Out. Yes. Okay. That is um, cool. Yeah, now, I, that uh, is not to say I, that they I haven't changed the it along the way, but yeah. Sure. Well, oh, I, I understand. On it. I just, um, I didn't keep up with it. I'll put it that right. way. Right. 
but definitely if you if you get a chance you got a long weekend or vacation take the time watch them they're great they they really are and it's just you know we're i know it's summer we're getting to the height of summer but on the same hand we are get every every day we're getting closer to halloween and that is a great way <laughs> to send you right on into you know the twilight zone there that, that's a good good show send you into what? the upside down that was a good show Four months and twenty four days. Yeah, not long at all. I think no. not long at all. I mean, we need to start planning now. Oh yeah, you should. If we want a Halloween to remember, we need to start planning now. Have you decided what you're going to be for Halloween? Um, I don't know. We have me and the wife have not decided, but I will say this: I'm going to hear. I'm going to go ahead and call it. That uh, the most popular outfit for Halloween is going to be Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. <laughs> yes. Speaking of, what did you think of the verdict? Um, it's what I was hoping for. Um, yeah. But but on the same hand, um, it's you know I mean can't really ask for more than that. But on the same hand, it's like. Uh, it's like, you know, people who have chosen for her, of course, you know, if this had went the opposite way, people for Johnny would have wanted, you know, uh, well, he should he should appeal or whatever. Well, she's going to appeal. Now, from what I've heard, uh, right. you know, it's because that she can't she can't pay what she owes. And right. so, I mean, I, I don't I don't know. Budget. True. I, yeah, I, that's I, what I, I was thinking. Yeah, you can. Yeah. million dollars. Exactly. I can I can pledge it. That's that's the way I look at it. I'm like I've never heard such <laughs> I know. Um, now like I said in the last I think we talked about it before. I I think they're both nuts. Um I would have been okay with it being a wash, neither one of them winning. But I was pleased with the way it turned out. Um I didn't take her seriously most of the trial. Didn't take him seriously either, but yeah. I feel like she didn't have much of a leg to stand on. So I, it was a fun distraction. I'll put it that way. Just I would listen to it several days of the trial. Of how long was it? Like two months, something like that. I would have one earbud in and I would listen to it during work. <laughs> and uh, you know, I would just sometimes I would just kind of tune it out or whatever. But it was something that you know kind of kept me interested for a little while. It was a nice distraction, right. but I'm kind of glad it's over. And it made I mean, for some great TikToks, some great memes. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I don't look. I'm not trying to dissuade anybody. You know, if you, you're in an abusive relationship, absolutely come forward, speak up, uh, protect yourself. Um, you know, all that good stuff. Yes, what you those are things you should be doing, and you have the right to do so. Um, but on the same hand, you know, if when you go to court and you put your name as well as somebody else's net. Well, if you put your name up on high and try to drag somebody else's name through the mud after, you know, this nasty divorce that you took, he was already because, you know, they had those, um, the fantastic beast movies that he was right. a part of. And he, he never got invited back after the second one, uh, because of this right here. Exactly. Um, and that's probably why the next pirates movie hasn't been made yet. But with that being said, my point being is that you got to have evidence to back up what you're saying. And when your yeah. witnesses are coming 
on stay on stay on to the stand and saying, "Well, did you ever see this? No. Did you ever see this? No. Well, you know, within how can you be so sure that Mm -hmm. this is the truth? Well, why would she lie to me? The same reason she's lying to the rest of America. I reckon. Same reason everybody lies. I mean, you know. Yeah. I'm sure there's her side, his side, and there's the truth. That's that's right. I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) It is crazy. Um, But anyway, I mean, it it is what it is. And um, while I'm on this little bit of a rant, I'll go ahead and say this. Guys, thank you guys so much for taking the time over the past year and a half, a little over a year and a half to tune in and turn us on and to to listen to us and to listen to carry you wherever you listen to whether that be in the gym or in your car or um, at night laying in bed with some headphones on whatever however you listen to us we we really appreciate it and i thank you guys um there's i, I my podcast journey is uh, far from over i'll say that um i do have some ideas that i've been working run, working on and kicking around and um with uh, a little bit of luck and a lot of mercy and grace uh, i'll be able to pull off some of the things i'm envisioning so um, i want to be able to do some things that are fresh i want to be able to do some things that maybe some other people have never thought about before um you know to give you a, a different perspective a different insight um i know we we take it you know here and we 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 joke with it and we we have a good time here and i've enjoyed every every second of it um but on the same hand, um, like I said, there's different avenues I would like to pursue. And um, and I think uh, I think it's all going to work itself out in, in the end. And uh, whether you you're just whether you're a first time listener or, you know, you've been here the whole time. I, I just want to tell you, thank you. Um, thank you for letting and me join I hope you. that I, I we have brought it. a little joy and sunshine to your life or maybe made you uh, think about things that maybe. Uh, you Don't you never cry. thought possible maybe uh, you know to uh, <laughs> make you question your beliefs in something maybe uh, to ask yourself a different question um, than you know just settling for what you think you know the truth is but anyway regardless you know thank you guys so much uh, it's been a trip um, and I, I can't I'm thankful for the show uh, it's like a baby I don't want to hand to somebody else right now Um and thank you, Lexi, for being here and joining me for the past six to eight months. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I don't want to mince words too much. I didn't realize I'd be this emotional about it because this is the. I don't know the next. I'm not going to cry, but I just. I just feel like I don't know the next time that I'm going to be sitting in front of this computer with this headphone on recording something. I don't know. I don't know where life's going to take me. You will delight us with your TikTok presence. But with that being said, you're still going to be doing your TikTok, you Guys, and I hope that you guys will be listening and and paying attention and keeping your eyes out on the horizon and looking for that ship to come in because one day you might put on those headphones or pull up that music app or whatever you listen to to uh, you know listen to your music and your podcast <laughs> I, I and you say that. hey I, that was that did, was what is fun this? I liked it like, is this is this Isaiah the same Isaiah from the Southern Spectre <laughs> he's back he's back Two trailer park girls go around the outside. 
Guess who's back? And sometimes yeah, you're just again. straight up poopy. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'll I'll do my best. I can't. I am. And if you haven't, I'll tell you the last one I did was just last night. I don't know if anybody remembers Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance, but I actually took, <laughs> took a video of them dancing on there and set it to the music of Shine Down Enemies. So please. <laughs> so, um,. Not any some sometimes it's not all paranormal. Sometimes it's just straight up goofy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um now I will say this. Here's a little bit here's a little bit of history for you. If you go to my video before that, there's I have a video on there for how to make planners punch. Uh planners punch, uh, there are several different um let me see here. There are several different uh, recipes, and oh, okay. uh, most of them are about the same. Uh, but there are several different origin stories about Planter's Punch and where it came from. Um, let me, I'm trying to pull out something uh, real quick. Uh, okay, so um, I'm just looking at this here. So this is British Food in America. I don't even know what website. Oh, it's BritishFoodInAmerica.com. So that's the website I'm on. Uh, but it says Planters Punch um, is a traditional British drink with origins in the Caribbean. In drinking in warm weather, Bruce Blunt presents the classic rhyming recipe. So this is one of the recipes uh, back then to help bartenders remember recipes. They would put them in poem form. And this one is one of them. One of sharp, fresh lemon or lime juice. Two of sweet, sugar. Three of strong, rum. Four of weak, water and ice. So that is the uh, proportions that they would use to make Planter's Punch. Um, with that being said, uh, of course, uh, one of my favorite origin and more romantic uh, origin stories about Planner's Punch is that uh, just like we talked about with Eddingsville Beach, there was a uh, there's an inn in uh, Charleston, South Carolina called the Planter's Inn, and, and a lot of people think that, that maybe she was from originated there in Charleston um, at the Planter's the most, Inn, uh, and that it was a the main ingredient uh, in this is a part of making that belief. Planter's so, yeah, wife. It, it's it, that it's a pretty good actually drink. created it, this because she had a lot strong, of leftover but, um, stuff, I and tell she you what, wanted to make sure I cannot uh, drink Planter's Inn way back when was compared to Eight Natural, you know, a bit of a hotel. Uh, yeah, the what, recipe looked really good. I, uh, I enjoyed that video. Kind of, a carriage house, I guess. I don't know. It's but got a whole bottle of rum from in around it. the area would go and, and they'd stay there. Rum. And, yeah, of oh, course, yeah. uh, I believe the owners well, uh, were from Jamaican descent. And it's believed will be that um, the wife was the one that created <laughs> this to help serve a bunch of planners at one time. I think I've said them all. I have waxed poetic. I have rambled on and on and on for however many months now. I'm kind of speechless. I think I've said it all. <laughs> I think I've said it all, or you've said it all, or we've talked over each other and said it all. Uh, what did what? What, what are yeah, you saying? What, what, okay. what? <laughs> but I've I had agree. a lot of fun, and I, I do appreciate you letting me on, let me be Absolutely. on with you and talk about some of the the spooky stuff that I've always enjoyed and finally had an outlet to to talk about. So it's I been agree. a fun time. Well, guys, you 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 guys know the state of the world and. 
everything in it right now. So um, once again, stay safe. Take care of each other. Uh, no, how did I say that? Take care of each and other. Take care of each other. And yeah. if I don't, you know, if I don't catch you, I'll catch you later. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He'll catch you. What is it called in the, the upside down? What? You'll catch us in the upside down. Is that what it is? The oh, upside yeah, down? Yeah. 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 I'm from Stranger Things. Yeah. I'll catch you. If I don't catch you now, if I don't catch you right side up, I'll catch you in the upside down. There you go. There you go. I like it. All right, guys, take care. Take care of each other.